0: everybody, we are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League Podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at Believe in O-W-L and at Believe.com.
1: This week, we discuss how the Ukrainian crisis is affecting gaming... Elden Rings and the Overwatch League commentators.
0: Hello, hello, everybody. Hope you are having a great week. We are about halfway through March right now, I think. It's like, what is it? It's the 9th. The 9th. Yeah, we're recording on the 9th. So I know maybe like a third of the way through March. I yeah. Guess. A little bit less than I thought. Um. So, and what is it? Like an hour and a half? I will be like a month away from turning 27. So um hooray i'm almost
1: 30. it's fine it's fine it it that's just a that's just a number man it's (laughs) it's a it's just a uh it's a suggestion
0: (laughs) but it's a number suggesting i'm potentially like a third of my way closer to death or a third of my life down I mean, it... well, I mean that number means nothing if Putin decides to kill us all. So actually, you're right. True. Like, <laughs> yeah, we got to we got to really figure out what we're doing here with the with the end of days looming so imminently at hand. Yeah. What have you been doing with your time recently, Kevin, as we hurdle towards a further unstable world climate?
1: I am uh I'm getting used to full-time work again. Uh-huh. Um not necessarily full-time but like it it is a lot of hours Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm getting to the point where i'm almost ready to do like an entire run for in for the escape rooms um it's more of learning where what like after you guys finish a game i have to go back in and put everything back and there's like a whole bunch of like other steps that i gotta do but um the most important thing is like they're they're trying to get me to a point where i can like i can be self-sufficient and they don't have to worry about like oh well he's new he's he's got to figure out everything and if it works and whatnot Mm -hmm. um and once i get to that point then i'm kind of like free to do whatever i want um as long as as long as i hit certain points and i make sure that the entire like the entire experience is like flowing properly but yeah, I'm I'm almost there. It, this is my second second week. I want to say second or third week, um, at the escape room. So I'm almost there. I just need like another week or so, and then I'll be I'll be perfect. Uh-huh. Um, but I've been doing that. Uh, and then on Tuesday, which was yesterday, um, sorry, days are just starting to blur together. Um, <laughs> Do that, on. That. on uh, yesterday I was on a podcast for Pokemon unite. I did Ooh. a, um, I was brought on for late night unite where I sit down or I sat down with Dube doob, doob snacks. Who's one of the four commentators for the Pokemon unite. Um, what, what is it called? Championship series as the official word. Um, so the Pokemon unite championship series, uh, we sat down and we were discussing just everything from like where did my casting begin to like what i'm doing on the youtube channel and how fun that is and just going back and forth just talking about you know pokemon unite stuff but uh yeah it was definitely a great experience a lot of fun um and yeah we're we're also just seeing how far i can go with uh with with this uh with with the unite stuff So that's what I've been working on this week. Uh, For the rest of the week, I have a bunch of other things, which I could probably go over next week. But yeah, I'm just slowly getting used to, you know, putting on a showman face, whatever. I need to get called in to do a room or something. Um, The cool thing, though, is if I ever do go back down to LA area and you guys bring me. Uh, I'm free I get to go into any any uh, escape room from our company for free and then I think it's anybody else who comes with me is 50% off so yeah I'm I'm good to be shuffled around and see what what you guys can get out of it so that'll be fun how is the um the, how the, are they still trying to have you solve like all
0: the escape rooms like by yourself
1: oh I, I've done them all Ooh. So, um, for me, I escaped 50% of the rooms that they put me in, which is pretty good. It's a pretty good escape rate. Um, they say a lot of people on their first time don't escape, or even if they have two people, they, they tend to not escape majority of the time. Um, so they're like, okay, we're going to try this and we'll see how it goes. So yeah, the, the game has been, uh, really interesting to, to learn. Nonetheless, so there are some things where I'm like, OK, yeah, I, I kind of have this room down versus uh, like there's some rooms that just take forever because there's a lot of different steps going into it. But yeah, I've, I've done all the rooms, Uh, at least at my location. It's been a lot of fun and it's it's just fun to see how people react when uh, when when you can at least get personable with them and try to, like, understand how they operate. Mm hmm
0: have you seen the movie escape room or its sequel uh no i have not okay because me and my siblings are actually completely unrelated to that like watched them this weekend just because i was like oh well actually no it's not unrelated it's because you you brought up escape room so i'm like oh i should watch the movie so i don't know why i said it's unrelated because it was completely related but we watched both of them they were they were interesting to say the least they're not scary um characters are a little bit annoying but like, they were they were fun to watch, I guess.
1: Yeah, but I I guess like the we were discussing this earlier. Um, we don't have any escape rooms that are like scary or spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, because like we were we were talking about how weird it would be. Um, and it like the mentality that happens like after you've been scared right Mm -hmm. um so like if you're if you're scared at that point like any puzzle that you try to do um you're like hesitant to answer it because you know that like there's a potential of things jumping out at you yeah so it creates like a sense of reluctance where if you're not into that which i'm definitely not Mm -hmm. you you're not going to be 100 percent a part of like you're not going to be able to think right like the way that you want to so that's why like we don't lean towards that but like i do understand the appeal uh if if you do like being scared
0: i mean if it's any if anything you could do it. like i mean not you but your company could do it as like a seasonal thing for halloween
1: yeah we'll we'll see how it is
0: because then people would be kind of looking for it but yeah. I, can, I can definitely see the uh, how, in a, as a business thing, it wouldn't make sense to like make your stuff be scary.
1: I mean, there's a couple things that will like startle you, but like it's not always jumping out at you. Like we have things that like fall from the ceiling on occasion, mm-hmm. but that's just like unlocking a puzzle. Uh, yeah. How about you, Matt? How's your week? How's everything going on your end?
0: Uh, mostly it's been okay. It's um, what did I, what did I do this week? um this weekend I did go on my date we went to go see um there was a production of Stephen Sondheim's musical assassins which we went to go see which was really fun um I've seen it I saw it before in college when my roommates was a theater major so he was in it and then I guess this production has been like waiting for two years since COVID to to go on so um it was a lot of fun I was really really impressed by the set like I've never seen Uh, a production used like projection like they projected they used the projector project images because that's what projectors do Um, but they used like it's hard to describe like the set was like kind of supposed to be like um, a carrying case for like toys or whatever because like I don't know how to describe it that's how they staged it it's like I'm doing a terrible job of describing this but they like used the different like compartments of the the toy container to like project certain images on it, and this play is about like the different presidential assassins, so um, a little bit of a, a fun political play. But I thought it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. I was just like, kind of, oh my god, they're using this set so well. I've never seen anything like it before. And that was also her comment. It's like I was really impressed by the set. And then so um after as soon as we got out of the theater, it started raining for about five minutes. But in that five minutes, we decided, oh. Um, Hmm, little Tokyo may not be the move right now because it's raining. So let's just go get like pho and go back to her place and like watch a movie. So we watched Big Fish. Well, we went on a walk first because like after five minutes, the uh the rain decided to stop. So we we did that. And then what else did I do with my week? I don't remember what else I did with my oh, I just kind of I did podcast editing and then now it's back to work. And now I'm just waiting for the next weekend so I can like relax again.
1: But yeah, that was my week. Yeah, sounds sounds eventful. Um I'm going to Japantown San Francisco tomorrow. Ooh. So, uh What is Japantown gotta...
0: San Francisco like?
1: Um Okay, so yeah, I've been to both. Um So Little Tokyo is more of a Oh god, this is tough to like explain. So little tokyo is like a entire block right it's like yeah. an entire block and then there's like some around it right yeah um, it's just like
0: a historical like japanese area of la or one of like them.
1: yeah it's like four blocks of like just japanese historical stuff and it's mm-hmm. just there um japantown san francisco is pretty much like there's two malls that are opposite of each other um and then there's like one street in the middle that leads to like the Pagoda or the uh, the Peace Plaza and the the tower that you see in most. Uh, if you type in like San Francisco, Japantown, you'll see the uh, why am I blanking on the name? It's the <laughs> yeah, it's called the Peace Pagoda. I was correct. Um, so anyways, it's like two malls and then a, a street and then that that's it it's it's a really small like area it's a lot smaller than like little tokyo and little tokyo has a lot more to do like Mm -hmm. that that is something that i can i can say but japantown san francisco is like where i would go all the time when i was young so it's, it's got like that sentimental value but it's also like i go there to go get my manga fix recently um if i need to go get like colors or like pencils and stuff like that or go to Daiso those are all options um and yeah it's just a fun little area to go hang out um and then if you're if you're ever in San Francisco Japan town uh hit me up I used to be a tour guide Um, uh so I I could at least do the the funny thing is okay so there's a Korean barbecue place that's in the downstairs part of Japantown, I know it's it's really random, but anyways, like, late at night, after our teams would finish up, like, a tournament or something like that, um, if there was a tournament at the school, we would all go out to KBBQ, uh, I would get drinks, and then they would have me do the entire, like, tour set while, like, buzzed oh dear <laughs> and i'm like oh shit <laughs> like this is not gonna work well for you guys but i will try um i did pretty well uh it's just like there there's not a lot of facts that you could like mess up um especially if after doing it for like an entire summer you just kind of know where everything is um so it's it's a lot of fun it and we we just understand like this is what Japantown has to offer um it is on a hill uh so that's another thing that you gotta keep in mind. Uh, parking is not bad. So if yeah, whenever you're in town, just let me know. I'll I'll drive you by there. How's the the
0: casting stuff going?
1: Oh, it it is. Uh, I'm getting kind of busy. Um, I'm looking at my. Let me let me check my schedule. My mix schedule. Um, so. Uh. Okay, so I don't know if I'm 100% on this one. Um, there's a Pokemon Unite charity event for Ukraine on the 20th. Ooh. Um on Sunday the 20th, we're supposed to be on and cast and uh anything that anything from that tournament gets uh split up, half to donations, half to the prize pool. And then uh we'll see how that goes. Uh, i don't know if i'm on the casting team for that because they've kind of they picked out everybody else who's been like 100 on it but a lot of the other like commentators have been trying to vouch for me to get me in so we'll see um if not you know i can i can just co-stream it that's totally a, an option um but yeah, it's been that. I've been just trying to get a lot of casting stuff. I do have a video planned for this weekend about uh kind of kind of like asking the Unite community to adopt me and let me uh <laughs> <laughs> let me let me cast like your games because that's always something that it's really tough because the last time the last event, like I, I made fun of it, uh made fun of them for this because it was A bunch of people who, like, I talk to all the time. But I'm like, did you guys understand that, like, the entire lineup, like, the entire group of people who ended up, like, casting and commentating uh, North America and European worlds were, like, married, mustached white guys with kids? And they're like, now that you think about it, yeah, that's... (laughs) that's, Why you call me out like that? I'm like, "I, I didn't do that. That's just you guys, like so I was like, I, I can make that into I could roll that into something funny. It's like I can't grow a mustache yet, but I will I will definitely get onto it if that's what if that's what it takes. Like I will I will grow up my mustache. I will try to get a girlfriend and I I don't know about the kid thing. Maybe I'll maybe I'll adopt a pet. We'll see. Uh <laughs> we'll try our best. Her babies are babies too. Yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Um but yeah, most of the most of the stuff on the weekends I'm trying to like I'm trying to fill up while I can. Um but if there is nothing, you know, um we'll just keep that in mind for for later down the line. The only other thing that like I know I have scheduled is I have a Valorant um I have a 2-week Valorant tournament coming up at, in May um during the the first two weekends in May. So that's going to be, that's going to be something. And then I have uh, a fan convention at the end of May. So I'm going to be commentating that as well. So it's more stuff later down the line. Hopefully we could get more unite uh, work in the meantime, but we will see how it goes. Awesome. Well, if you need any content, the Zomniks like have
0: been t- asking me, Hey, can you get Kevin to like recast that shitty game we had? Because it was terrible. <laughs>
1: oh yeah i gotta i gotta find time to stream again i haven't done that in a in a minute i've been writing a lot of like scripts for videos and trying to figure out like how to draw them out Mm -hmm. um the last video i put out was actually on sunday it was a pokemon character concept uh i i've learned how to use photoshop to a solid amount i actually use like clip studio paint but uh you know photo editing to a full extent i can send you the thumbnail and uh it i'm getting i'm getting solid at it i wouldn't say i'm like the greatest but the the content is pretty good but the the latest one i did was on lilligant of all pokemon um it it was a really fun concept but uh you know i'll I'll probably end up going back to it revisiting it so it's not as busted as it is right now but Mm -hmm. uh definitely something interesting to look forward to
0: All right, so let's get into the news of this week. Um, So the world's pretty much only focused on one really big topic, which is, of course, the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Um, So as a way to kind of combat what's going on there, because pretty much the world is terrified of using any actual military force to help Ukraine push back Russia because once that starts, the nukes start falling, which nobody wants. Um, so in order to do that, it's been a lot of sanctions and um, economic pressure. But one of the things that the deputy prime minister, Mikhailo Fedorov, I believe is how you pronounce his name, um, has called for is he's called for some for gaming companies and entertainment companies to, to boycott Russia, um, which Actually, a lot of gaming well, not a lot, but some gaming companies and some entertainment companies have complied with. For example, um, EA removed Russia from FIFA 22 and NHL 22. Netflix has, um, uh, the words Netflix has halted service in Russia for now. Um, the Batman game was canceled in Russia. Um, and Cyberpunk also, not Cyberpunk, um, and CD Projekt Red. Has pulled the sale of its physical and digital games from Russian markets and Belarus. So that's a lot of pressure and um I guess censorship, not censorship wasn't the word. That's a lot of pressure, I guess, coming in from certain gaming companies. But like the question is, is like. I've been seeing a lot of this online, just especially with the Batman being pulled from Russia. A lot of people from Russia who are commenting are like, how is this fair to us? Like, we don't want this ward. We just kind of want to try to live our lives as, as normally as possible. Um, We just want to watch this movie. Like, why won't you let us do this? Like, it's, it's not our fault, which unlike, I, I don't know how to feel about this because on, on one hand, like it's, it's absolutely not the fault of the Russian people. Like in general, oh, they're mostly opposed to this war and the ones who aren't opposed are being fed propaganda pretty much the entire time. It's just state controlled media. There is a real thing. So Putin's Putin's government is, is feed. Like if you've seen um what's it called, Last week tonight, like John Oliver shows a, mm-hmm. a, a, a an example of this where they're talking that it's not a, a military conquest. It's a military operation, quote unquote, and that they're not doing anything to harm civilians when if you look at the news, it's clearly what they're doing. So on one hand, it's not the fault of the Russian people. But on the other hand, it's like it's the only thing that you can do to kind of that, that these companies can really do to show that they are. Against what Russia is doing, because, I mean, I guess in some aspect of this, if you piss off the Russian people enough and then they eventually realize why it's happening, maybe it'll it'll create more discontent that Russia can't continue forward. But that's a very big if. And at the same time, like a lot of innocent people in Russia are just being denied things that would maybe make their life as normal as possible in this weird and trying time. But on the other hand, it's like (laughs) the Ukrainian people are absolutely not having normal lives. So I don't know. It feels like you're, it feels like this is punishing the wrong people. But again, on the other hand, like what can these gaming companies and these entertainment companies do otherwise to, to stop? I mean, just like really, support what's going on with the ukrainian people
1: yeah this is something that i remember from i think it was like middle school uh one of my middle school teachers said like um history one of the most important parts of history is hitting uh during certain moments if you hit them in the pocketbook they cannot recover and that is exactly what these companies are doing they're saying If we don't do any form of like business with them, that puts a lot of pressure on, you know, it puts a lot of pressure on them as well. So not only is it pressure from like gaming companies, it's also oil and gas and stuff like that energy Um, and telling them like, hey, you cannot like we, we do not support your business. It does hurt them a lot. And if anything, it turns the public's like opinion of what their, their leader is doing is making it like more, um, more noticeable to them. They're like, Hey, this is something that we use every day. And now we don't have access to it. That is, you know, it's, I I understand once again, it's like, they're not necessarily the ones who are doing it, but this does put a lot of pressure on, you know, the, the political leaders in that. Uh, in that country so i do think that this was it's it's a way to say like we do not approve of what's going on but it does hurt the russian public the most um but hopefully that that can like turn things around uh at least for the people of russia and not necessarily Mm -hmm. for the uh political um the the political figures in russia right um, and
0: so I, I mentioned CD Projekt Red. So, I mean, they, they're they in Poland. They're not a U.S. company. They're they're very close to where all of this is happening. There's a lot of European gaming companies out there right now who are standing up against this because it's very close to home for them. Like, it's their neighboring countries that's being attacked. So um, CD Projekt Red and a lot of other companies have, have both spoken out and said they're donating a lot, some of their funding that they're getting or or the the purchases are being um, also donated to Ukraine or Ukrainian relief funds. Um, But as I said, also CD project Red, after their first announcement that they were um, standing in solidarity with the people of Ukraine. um, They halted both the physical and digital sales of their games in Russia and Belarus. and, and after uh, after that, um, the the reviews for Cyberpunk, which was just re-released and re-updated and made all shiny and new, um, it was hit with a lot of troll um, reviews. So it's getting review bombed. Um, the game, if, for example, one of them is game has no borders. You shall feel so good to oppress Russian citizens. Have a good day. Um, I wish CDPR bankruptcy and all you guys get laid off ASAP to be acquired by 10 Cent. I stand with Putin. Um, what are CD Project Red's leaders thinking about? The, this war is none of your business, idiot. If you stand with Ukraine and Ukrainian Nazis, then I go to support Russia. See, and again, that that one is like a very, um, a very, uh, a telltale sign of like the disinformation that's going on in Ukraine. I believe there's like like one paramilitary group that's like not officially with the Ukrainian military, but it's like kind of a occasionally like a volunteer group that's like that is kind of neo-Nazi, which is not good, not a good look at all. Not a good look for Ukraine to like kind of be affiliated officially with this paramilitary group. But like it's a that's the very flimsy um reasoning, of course, that we all know that. Russia is saying that they have the right to invade Ukraine is to stop these neo-Nazis. But like, it is very much their business because it is their neighbors. It is very close to them. And like, I feel like a lot of people in Europe are thinking right now, like once Ukraine is gone, like who's next? So it's very much their business, but um, it's interesting because like, I haven't seen a lot of, I haven't seen too much of of sounding off from people in Russia about the Batman. I've, I've seen a a little bit of it here and there, but for the most part, it's, it's kind of a minority voice in this. And like, even the the support Ukraine stuff is, is a minority voice in all the comments that are flooding in because of the Batman, but still um, I feel like it's interesting that CD project red is the one that's being, review bombed right now like netflix i don't really feel has been getting a lot of pressure for this um like ea also i don't i mean ea is in a lot of hot water for other things but i don't i don't feel like i haven't seen anything online that ea has been really attacked for taking the russian teams out of sports but maybe that has something to do with also with like the doping thing with russia that also that continues happening so maybe this is kind of like oh this is a little bit of a late slap on the wrist for that as well. I don't know. I'm, I'm just spewing words at this point.
1: Yeah, I don't know if any of that necessarily ties in with this, but I do understand, like, the, the rushing gaming thing just stopping, like, people from participating in tournaments that are associated with Russia. I feel like if anything, if you are an esports company in Russia, this is just my personal opinion, I feel like right now it is okay to release your team, like just interesting. As, a, as for the competitive sake of the scene, if you release your scene and allowed people to resign with wherever they need to, um, you could eventually get like you you can allow your players to be happy at a different team, um. Or, like, do do the string clause thing where it's, like, you're allowed to use them until they can compete once again in in Russia, right, Um, for a Russian organization um, if they want to, you know? And once again, like, esports in general, like, these are people's, like, livelihoods that they're playing with. Like, the fact that they can't play uh, because they're associated with something like... um, like their parent company is from Russia, it hurts them the most. So I would definitely say like the best way to do it is just allow the players to play for a different team uh, for in the meantime, like go ahead and like sell out the contract for like a year or something like that. And then if they want to come back and sign with the team again, they can. Well, when, when this is all, you know, hopefully when all of this is over, they can come back and play, once again and, and be good. Um, but yeah, another thing is like, if you watched, uh, what was it? There there was another CSGO event in, I believe it was Kiev, um, where Simple was talking about, uh, he, he had like a message to everybody. He said like, um, he's like one of the most prolific CSGO players in the scene and he said like I have friends who are from the US, I have friends from Ukraine, I have players and friends from Russia and esports is a way to bring us all together. It is not a way to separate us all. If anything, this is the space for inclusion and for you know, for the sake of all of us as people, we should all just get along together. And e- if esports is the only way to like really keep that camaraderie i want to keep this up as much as possible and that is like honestly it's like one of those things where like you don't really think about it it's a it's a sports thing it's it's not political until you look at what they're doing and what message they're they're trying to send with their game that it makes a lot of sense it's this specific thing in particular they want to like say everybody is everybody is in the world wants to have esports and wants to get along together so hopefully we Mm -hmm. can get back to that state of normalcy once again
0: right something interesting that also happened here at home so um based on like hearing stuff through the grapevine um there is a potential that like us in the u.s are going to maybe get hit with a big old cyber attack from russia sometime soon like the cia is i think gearing up and getting ready for this to potentially happen um but what happened a couple days ago was was fairly interesting um apparently spotify was down for a couple hours and then discord (laughs) yep discord went down for a couple hours and then according to OSINT Defender, this account on Twitter, which is Open Source Intelligence Monitor, um, whatever. Um, At that, around all that same time, Snapchat, Steam, Apple Music, Netflix, TikTok, Zoom, Bandwidth, Azure, SoundCloud, Wow, Roblox, Gmail, Apple Store, Microsoft Teams, um, Spotify, Discord, Wikipedia, Amazon, Twitter, Facebook, um, Destiny, Google Cloud, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and just a bunch of other platforms went down for a little bit all at the same time, which like, that's a lot of like the major US corporations and a lot of like, very big platforms for people. So while it's like, not proven, a lot of people are are, are speculating that like, this very well could have been like a very early cyber attack or a little bit of a probing to see if a cyber attack would be successful, if anybody in particular wanted to attack um, U.S. servers and shut us down, like certain um, countries have had their services shut down by U.S. companies. So like how would, just considering Kevin, like how dependent, I guess, normal life for us in the U.S. is on, internet and companies and and just being very interconnected through the internet, like, what would that do to us?
1: Yeah, this is something that I I forget the once again, it's like another history thing, but uh, cutting off any source of communication is really vital for like, just shutting down a lot of things from happening. And this Like at first I thought it was a like for me specifically, it was just like just Spotify and discord were the long were the two that a lot of people were talking about. And we were looking at Twitter and I was just on Twitter too. And I was just watching all the comments like blow up and everybody making the meme. It's like, Oh, the two Spotify and discord are down. Here comes everybody to Twitter. And yeah, I I saw all that, and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Um, and it's just, if this happens, especially in, like, today's day and age where we rely on the internet so much, how much would this hurt? Like, just not only just communication and, like, the spread of information, but also, like, between other people not knowing what's going on or not even being able to like not just entertain themselves but also like get information in general. Like how hard right. is it to like do we have to go we have to go like all the way back? Like we have to literally rewind the clock to try to get like you know <laughs> we we would have to start printing newspapers again and stuff like that and just seeing what happens. Uh I'm going to have another part-time job throwing newspapers at people's doors. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what's going to come. What's what it's going to come down to. If that ends up happening, you know,
0: like um, we we were saying like when, with this happened in the office at first, we're not on the office on our Slack. It's like, Oh, it's not like we use these websites to do our entire jobs. So if that goes down, like what happens to one, my current job in two, does this mean I get to work in, in journalism again? So, like, just honestly, so much of life and communication revolves around like all of these websites. So I feel like a lot of our lives would come to a standstill just because people don't, a lot of people now don't remember what life was like before this. And like systems have moved on to integrate this kind of instant internet communication that a lot of things would really stop like really, yeah. really really crippling how the US operates.
1: Yeah, there's it's really really tough to understand what they can do and what they can you know learn with. Uh and I I don't want to say like this is like uh, it, it's kind of a it, it's a weird thing because like if let's just say if the internet and every like all not all electronic devices die but like it's more of you know we we can't be online all the time uh would that be helpful for the uh like the ipad generation like teaching them to go outside and (laughs) do things like that is that the Nintendo
0: generation might finally get strong enough skeletons to join the u.s military
1: yeah there we go with like i I'm just thinking like it might be good for attention spans and like learning in general but like at the same time like we rely on technology so much like that that might not be helpful either like people are going to have to start reading books again I mean I thank god for me like I'm already ahead of the curve I got my I got my manga so uh, <laughs> uh that that's going to be something that I'm going to definitely con- be constantly reading and staying up to date with but it is just it's tough. Like if the internet and all of the information, like the ability to spread gain and distribute information, uh, if all of that goes down, it's going to be really difficult for a lot of like the whole country to really function.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess our final, the final thing I wanted, I wanted to say at least about uh, Ukraine is that um I've seen a couple of news stories circulating on Twitter of like in the U S Russian businesses being just attacked and defaced and destroyed. And it's like, I was really too young to remember um, what happened with nine 11, but it feels very much like that all over again, where people who had nothing to do with this are being attacked and persecuted for things beyond their control and that they shouldn't be like a lot of the people, like, like we keep saying, it's like the Russian people are not the ones who are doing this. It's Putin and his inner circle who are the ones at fault here. Like even even among the Russian military, they are required at age 18 to serve. They have no choice. Like these kids in Ukraine right now are killing and dying and they don't want to be there. And like at home, what do you think the guy who's running that Russian deli in the corner of the street has to do with this war? Nothing. So just, I hope it goes without saying to everyone listening to our podcast, but like, don't harass Russian people-owned businesses. Like they have nothing to do with this. It's like, and a lot of the people who are like ethnically Russian who have come to countries like the US did so because they were fleeing persecution in countries like Germany. Like a lot of Russian Jews had to leave because they didn't want to be killed. So please leave them alone. Don't make this another 2001 where everyone who was brown and from the Middle East really had to fear for their lives because people are reacting and they're scared and they're angry. It's not their fault. Please don't do anything. And that is all I had to say about the Ukraine conflict.
1: Yeah, it's it's the same idea behind um when we finally got out of quarantine uh, to people of Asian American heritage as well. It's, we had nothing to do with it. Um, if anything, we are American businesses, like, because you're here, because you're able to run these, you know, businesses here, you do have the ability to flourish here in, in the United States. And we need, to make sure that that is something that we at least here in the state can support. Like they, they may be, you know, culturally Russian um, or have a specific like thing about their store or their um, or the way how they run their business. But once again, they are your, your neighbors, your business people, like the people who are close to you. So, if anything, you should be supporting them in this time. Uh I mean with every business, you should be able to. Um, it really shouldn't change the way how you look at normal businesses that we have around here. So yeah, don't go around harassing people. It is just a regular just a regular life, man. It's like don't don't mess with people that bad. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's move on a little bit. Um, Kevin, have you? How are you are you a soulsborn or not born, A souls like player at all?
1: I am definitely not. I got okay. I got my butt kicked by Sekiro, and I barely <laughs> yep. beat it. I cried, and then I was done.
0: I still have not gone back because I'm scared to go back because one, all of my data was wiped off my PS4 on the uh, the hard drive i had so even if i wanted to pick up from where i was i can't and at this point i'm scared to try again because i know i'm going to get my butt kicked um that being said like i am still very curious about Elden ring i've heard like the the learning curve is a lot better and like but i also know that if i get it i am going to hate my time playing it and I'm probably gonna rage, but I'm still just so curious about it, you know?
1: Yeah, it's, okay, so the thing about Souls experiences that I I like and I dislike, one, it's like you're spending a ridiculous amount of time just to beat, like, an in-game boss that claps you, like, multiple times, and, like, yeah, you can learn from, like, the first couple stages, you get further, and, like, you feel yourself gaining progress, but it gets to a point where it's so mind-numbing. You're walking through, you get, like, one-shot, and you insta-reset, and you're just like, I'm done. Like, But the other, you know, the more fun part about it is when you do win, when you do get that hit, it, like, it feels so exhilarating. It's like, yes, everything that I've done was worth it. I beat this guy. That and dopamine then, rush? Yeah, that dopamine rush just hits you hard when you do get the kill um and then like later down the line you realize like oh that guy's like a that guy's just like a normal like boss thing that you just casually run into And oh, no you're like i'm strong enough to just like two shot these things out so now you're you feel like you've made progress um but yeah I, I would definitely say if you've ever it it's good for people who have tried souls like and people who haven't tried Souls like at least for Elden Ring cuz i heard that they mm-hmm. made the balance pretty pretty well so okay so
0: <laughs> apparently like Elden Ring is right now the current front runner for game of the year which is like feels really really bad for Horizon because it was one of the front runners for game of the year back when Horizon Zero Dawn came out but then you had breath of the wild come out and then that sucked it. And now here comes the sequel, which like hopefully has a chance to like win after that disappointing loss. Well, not disappointing, but I think it was definitely, I think breath of the wild definitely deserved that win, but now, now they had the chance with the sequel and then Elden ring comes out. So it feels bad for horizon fans and the team that like, You just can't win, you know?
1: Yeah, it it feels really bad. It's just... I do understand, like, it getting Game of the Year stuff, which is really cool. Um, I definitely do think people are going to vote for it to be Game of the Year. It, you know, eats up your hours. It's a fun one. Also, the huge
0: following of Souls fans.
1: Exactly. So, I, I think it's that. And, like, everybody's saying, like, this is, like, one of the greatest... It's not a Souls game, but it is like a embodiment of like how souls can be played mm-hmm. and they did really well with it. So we'll see.
0: But yeah, you know how, like for most people, Kevin, it takes like several hours to beat like one boss, maybe. Yeah. Um, there's already a speedrunner Who's already beaten the game. Kevin, um, guess how long it took this dude to beat elden ring
1: okay i don't know how long the game is normally um
0: i'm assuming several several hours like you're you're throwing yourself at these bosses over and over again
1: it's probably like a 50 hour like experience for like a normal player Mm -hmm. um okay and i i'm assuming like wait can i ask is is it glitchless i actually don't know you don't know really quick okay
0: yeah, cuz that, that is an important question to ask because I know I've watched speedrunners who have done like Halo Infinite and it's it's all about the glitches that they can find. Um So according to according to GamesRadar, um this is a a 50 hour at least game. Okay. So you you were right with that expectation. Um I actually don't know if it's glitch- glitches or not. Okay.
1: I'm assuming okay, let's just assume that it's not glitchless. This is like somebody who knows every boss in and out. Mm -hmm. Um and like
0: has played their fair share of Souls games, so they know how to do this.
1: I would say like a like a pro speedrunner maybe could finish it in like an hour. I would think like an hour is a good like guess because like Sekiro was a shorter game. Mm -hmm. and people are able to do that like glitchless or like with with without boss skips in like 12 minutes oh really i do think it's i think it's doable um so i would say like a game like like elden rings if it's a 50 hour game and there's a person who knows it really well i can maybe see them beating the entire game in an hour
0: okay you were you were pretty much on it. It was oh nice fifty nine minutes and thirty eight seconds. Hey, we'll take that. But that's impressive, just for me, because I I'm terrible at these games. I know I like my my current record for Sekiro is I don't know how many years I've had the game, but it's still going. My my run is still going technically because I haven't beaten it yet. But that is it is fairly impressive. Um, another Elden Ring story that came out is the um, so. I think I feel like this is just very, very similar to all the FT market nonsense that's been going on. But according there's apparently runes. Again, I haven't played Elden Ring, but there are runes in Elden Ring. Um, and they are currently being sold. Oh, they are the uh, the game's currency. Um, so Elden Ring has runes as currency. If you don't know, like I didn't know. Um, but people are now selling these runes on eBay from anywhere from I think the rate that I'm seeing is $10 for 1 million runes or 25 for 20 million runes or higher, but I guess these are just averages. Um, But so people are selling these on eBay and what they're doing is they're like agreeing to meet like the, the money's transfer. They agree to meet up the character, one character meets up in game. They'll drop their, um, the runes and the other character will pick up what they've dropped. And then that's kind of how it is. It's like how, it's kind of how things worked for the uh, the stock market and trading the turnips in Animal Crossing if you've done it that's the best I can a best approximation I can think of what's kind of going on here you would find someone's island you'd go you'd drop whatever um turnips you've had or like whatever you were trading and then sell it and what have you um but apparently this is a kind of a bad idea to do because um one this might not actually work like people could be just scamming you for money and not actually give you runes but also it's like banning it's a bannable offense i guess because it violates the turn of terms of service um according to ign who first reported this the bandai namco terms of service say that trading in real in-game items for real money is not allowed quote no player shall be in, shall be entitled to sell or buy from another any of his or her rights held as a player and items characters and save data within the game relating to the software which are obtained in the services including so-called real money trading so you could really get you could get banned for this like they could kick you from the server and like ban your accounts um this is uh I don't know. I mean, like this has obviously been going on for a very long time with like it's it's kind of like how Steam or like kind of started with like trading like in-game items, right, Kevin? You you know more about the gaming history than I do.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, when it comes to like trading items in-game, I do understand like a lot of people are against. This, and I I don't know. Obviously, like I don't know how important runes are, um, and I don't know if that really equates to anything. It's like the same thing that people would do in MMOs, where they like grind for currency, right? Um, and I guess it's okay. Like it it does save you like x amount of time to get it, but at the same time, it's like w- like we don't need to. We don't we don't need them that much. You should be earning this yourself. Um, but I, I get it. If people people need it, it, it's an it's an option. But I I do not recommend against it, especially if it's a bannable offense. Um, just play the game as is. If if you really need something, do it yourself. It's totally an option. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Now the kicker here is if like a little bit down the line, like bandai namco starts doing like nft stuff which would essentially be the same thing except with an nft instead of just like with currency you know so it's like my question is is like yes this is against terms of service but like what is if if the nft market goes the way companies like um ubisoft are trying to get the nfts to go like where does that line get drawn? Does it have to be like with your currency? Is it is it is the the line between acceptable and unacceptable mean you have to use our platform? Is that really what the difference is here? Because like the way I see it, this is just the, what players are doing on eBay with Elden Ring is what Ubisoft wanted them to do with their NFT marketplace for Ghost Recon like i really don't see much of a difference at all and like again like we did this with animal crossing with the the turnips too yeah turnip farming was just like well i mean except that wasn't that didn't have like real money attached to it though i guess that's the difference there but like that was just island hopping money there's actual money involved there
1: yeah and I do understand like if this is the way how they want to go about it, the best way to do it would be to um like implement something inside of the game that allows players to do this that way, like for example, like we had the steam community market for Steam. If you want an item, you can pay Steam themselves and the they will find somebody who has the item and do the trade like legitimately for you so you don't have to worry about it. You can You essentially pay steam to to get you the item from somebody else and it it's a smart way of going about it because it's it's fair to both sides um yeah but at the same time it's like if you are like if you're if you're trying to account sell and do stuff like that i do understand that that is indeed a bannable offense and i do find it i do find it what was it what's the right word here it's not condescending it's like uh if you are gonna ban people for violating your terms of service for selling things selling virtual things for IRL currency uh you can't be selling NFTs (laughs) sorry (laughs) that's just that's just how it is
0: it's a little hypocritical
1: yes that's the word I was looking for I was like yes I did it's one of those one of those big words that's got uh at least three syllables.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, for
0: on one hand, like i if you if the difference is you'd have to go through the specific platform, it's like I can see it being a thing of being at least being argued on paper that it is to protect consumers because like it's been reported that this is happening like people are trying to sell these runes or buy these runes and then, they're completely scammed out of it as as is happening with a lot of nft stuff as well it's like they'll send the money but they don't get runes or they'll get um less than they originally paid for and there's really nothing you can do because you've already sent the money um so i don't know i still don't i still think it's weird to like be buying and selling like digital currency for for a game for real stuff um when the point of it is to earn it yourself in the game like it's it's kind of cheating the game because you apparently what people are doing is they're using it to buy like upgrades and like over leveling themselves so yeah but then again i mean we buy dumb things every day
1: Yeah, it's drunk Amazon purchases that show up randomly. You, you know, you know what's going on here.
0: Gosh darn it, Bezos.
1: I don't remember ordering a tube of basil. What, what's going on?
0: <laughs> oh, speaking of Amazon, just as, as a quick break, Kevin, how do you like your, um, your, your blanket, your, your tortilla? Blanket? Oh, my tortilla blanket?
1: Yeah. Okay. It's, it I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm a dummy thick boy and that doesn't cover me completely. Um, oh, it is warm though, like I, I do wrap myself up. Uh let me let me check the let me let me check uh lebezos.com, <laughs> Le um, LeBezos.com. Uh novelty tortilla blanket. Mine was a 60-inch tortilla blanket. Mm, okay. Yeah, it, it's not huge. Yeah, they do have a seventy-one inch. See, one, that's which I the, would
0: So, so I got the um. Uh, the girl, I've, I'm, I'm not. She doesn't, she doesn't listen to this, so I can say. So, Esme, her birthday is Saturday, and yes. so um, we do this thing every week, Gratitude Day. Like, oh, what are you grateful for uh, this Gratitude Day? And every week, I don't think she realized it, but every week she would say warm blankets. And when we were like talking, it's like her favorite cuisine is Mexican cuisine, and like she's occasionally said i really wish i could just be like a burrito blanket today so I got her one I got her the 70 71 inch one which i thought yeah. would be big enough um and I got her like the um the one that's like it's like the tortilla and the sherpa on like it's like fuzzy on one side and tortilla on the other side yeah but then like i looked at the price and for two dollars more i could have gotten the 80 inch one but when yeah. i went to cancel my order it was too late so it's like oh damn she's not gonna get nine more inches of blanket
1: yeah that, <laughs> for two that, that more dollars fine. i do think that the uh okay wait, it was this, yours the double-sided one or the or the regular one it was
0: the um the one that's like one oh, side is one. the one side is like tortilla the other side is like fuzzy sherpa
1: yeah okay and it it still makes no sense how the double-sided one is cheap. well it's probably just for texture's sake but um yeah I, i'm I would say, you know, 71 inches is probably better for getting getting it all the way around. I do have to curl in my legs to get the 60-inch one, so mm-hmm. having the 70-inch one is probably solid. And then if I ever do have, you know, money to spend, I might go and get the 80-inch one just because, like, I, I want to be able to wrap myself up completely. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes.
0: I mean, I'm definitely, like... I need to save a little bit of money because one, um, I'm buy, I need to buy new shoes this weekend. Like I'm, I found a pair of like the shoes I'm wearing now um, for discount for sixty bucks. But then I also kind of want to get a pair of, um, of hiking shoes because one thing that we we do we've done a bit is hike. Like we've gone to, we've gone on one hike. I went on another hike with my friend, and then our next date is going to be a hike date. Hike date. Ugh, I can't hike date. Hike date. So I think an investment in hiking shoes would be smart considering I've already gone on three hikes within like, I will have gone in three hikes within the last two months, but like I kind of, I want one, but I wish they had it in like, there's a waffle one. I want the waffle blanket, but I wish they had it in like double-sided Sherpa, which they don't, but mm. oh, well Um, to go back to the actual overwatch, the actual podcast news. Do we have, one Overwatch story this week. Um, so the Overwatch League is approaching. Um, and we know that Brennan's sideshow are not coming back. Um, but the latest caster who was part of the Overwatch League to announce that they're not coming back is Vicky Kitty. She came in, I think, I believe it was last year, was the only season she was in to like fill in the spot of, um, Wait no, she didn't fill in Zoe's spot. That was someone else. Yeah, but they, they just brought her in, right? Just as yeah, just they, a cast? they brought her in. All right, so yeah, so Vicky Kitty, they just they brought in as a caster, which was really refreshing to have another female perspective, especially one who is like not just on the desk but is actually like casting the games. So I thought she did really well. Problem is, is she hasn't been invited back, which is really weird considering like who do you have left? You've got Brennan Sideshow gone. Doa has not received any conversation. ZP has not gotten any offer as well. So right now you have five people not returning and like not according to these people, like not only were they not given offers, they weren't even contacted at all. They weren't even said, oh, we will not be extending a contract to you. like the, the Overwatch League is just not said anything to them at all which is like one really weird and troubling but two is like also like kind of disrespectful to them considering like they were very prominent parts of the league like people like they they had a following and like people certain people would watch certain matches because these people were casting them you know so i i this makes me worried for what's going to happen with the league this season. Because who who do you have left really to cast? Like, I'm, I'm glad Akilios is still there, for, at least for now, because again, Akilios is probably my favorite caster and he's been for a while, but it's like, what, out of the talent you have left, are you just going to force these people to, to cast nonstop? How is this going to
1: work? yeah, um th- this is really interesting because I do think there there's two sides of this. There's either the, the the one side is it's really sad that the Overwatch league cannot retain the talent that they want just because of like, just because they're not offering them contracts, they either don't have the money or they are trying to downsize their talent to a certain point and that is a it is really tough like for that the other side though would be if they're allowing like other people who have been in the overwatch league at least from contender's side to potentially climb and get their get their time in the spotlight um that that is the that is the other half like if let's just say if they are if they are interested like i don't see why you would not sign them right um, but it, let's just say if some people are like moving on, like Brendan Sideshow moving to Valorant, and if Doan ZP uh, decide to go and pick up a different game, that is totally valid for them. Um, but allow them to. If you are going to give us different like casters in that moment, um, I hope that we get people who we have seen in the scene for a long time. Um, And have like definitely earned their spot there. Um, I mean, not to call out specifics, but, you know, like Lemon Kiwi uh, and Leg Day would be amazing. Um, I would love to see. I I doubt that they would ever do this. But if they somehow got Ham out of uh, Ham Tornado and Bubasaurus out of retirement, I feel like that team is another one that like a lot of people really did sleep on. Um, They definitely could earn their spot there. Um, there's a whole bunch of other people who have done amazing jobs over the over the years, and I would love to see them maybe get a spot to to cast, you know, uh, in in the overwatch league itself.
0: Yeah, I think the most disappointing part of this is if they just brought up some random nobody. like if you're gonna get rid of the town that's established, at least pick someone who's put in the work. So get like I feel like this is um this is kind of how I feel about a lot of like influencers being cast in movies like um Tyler Perry is notorious for doing this where he's he'll cast influencers just for their clout not for their ability to act and I hate it. It's like I I get that like Tyler Perry's movies are not meant like I I don't relate to them as well and I I just kind of don't like his content cuz I didn't grow up with it. Um but I know like just it 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 makes like I don't want to call his content not quality, but it it makes like the kind of like lower tier comedy movies like even less when you're not casting actual actors, you're just casting people who do dumb stuff on the internet because you want their followers to watch the movie, and it's just like a, a garbage production overall. And I feel that's what's gonna happen if you don't go with established talent and just go with like some new kid because you think you can
1: pay them less yeah it's either that or like the, the the thing about having influencers in your in your movies and stuff like that like even free guy to an extent it kind of puts the the film it doesn't evergreen the footage uh which is uh it's a term that we use in like production where um evergreening means that it's good for years and years and you don't have to like worry about it but like having a certain influencer like in your movie just says like oh this movie was made at this time right like this right this is when it when it happened versus like living as a timeless piece itself um it's like watching the, a
0: movie and like feeling oh this is very 90s or this is very early yeah 2000s. it's like having yeah. a popular band like what was it i think the movie um like rat race like at the very end they they have a concert with smash mouth but it's like who now would go to a smash mouth concert
1: if they if they slap if they happen to be at the santa cruz beach boardwalk for (laughs) for a day and i happen to be there on that day yeah sure i'll listen to some some all-star on on repeat i don't like the, the
0: the status like this this puts a very bad taste in anticipating what's coming for the
1: league. Yeah, I do. I do hope that there is a way for the league to get their either their talent back or to raise the talent level that they are uh, that they have later. You know, right. So far, I think
0: that's it, it for this week in terms of like news stories. Kevin, you wanted to? Do you want to
1: add anything or or sign off in any way? Uh, yeah. Uh, if if you guys play Pokemon Unite the new pokemon comes out on monday Hoopa, Uh, no hoopa out uh oh we we get duraludon oh
0: that's right hoopa has been out you're right
1: yeah if you want to if you want to try the big metal lighter uh i forgot what other people said like pseudo tower uh pokemon that is coming out on monday the on pi day uh three three one four um and as i mentioned on The other podcast uh i i don't think i can crank out another poke concept video in two weeks but i could definitely flush out as much of it as i can and then try to get it out in like two to three weeks so we'll see how that goes like i can't do it right before Duraladon comes out but i can give you a solid piece uh later down the line so um i really do hope that this next one is going to blow people away. It, I'm not giving away anything. It is going to be a really fun and interesting concept. It might be game breaking. We'll see. Um, but then again, I'm not the one who makes the decisions. I am. I'm not the one who knocks. I am the one who, Oh my God. Uh, I'm the one who walks past your door, leaves a flyer on your door handle. And I uh, and hope that you get it and actually take a glimpse at it. All right, guys, thanks
0: for tuning in this week. Hope you are doing the best you can in these trying times. Hopefully just our random talking about pop culture things helps alleviate things a little bit, even though we did talk about Ukraine. Um, But stay safe, guys, and we will talk to you soon. Adios.
1: Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's
0: episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com.